Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023, and this is episode 481 of the Lost Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's a camel day. It's a hump day. Pip had it in the comments down there. It's Wednesday. How are we doing, everyone? Good morning, Rachel. How are we doing? How are we doing this morning? And Mike, the Philippine Nomad, how are we doing hanging out this morning? Backwoods Butcher Pip, as always, hanging out is uh, is employee number four there. How about employee number three? Does employee number three still even employee? What do we got in the cup today? Another glass of glass. I think it's ceramic, maybe enamel. I'm not sure. Uh, silver bullet blend. It is fantastic. It was fantastic. That's all I have to say about it. It is a special blend that uh, was made up for a promotion for me. And we're going to keep it around as long as he has the beans in stock. He bought one round. And uh, I think when they're gone, they're gone. I don't know if he can get more. I don't know if he can get more of this exact kind. I don't know if he will get more of this. Uh, but if you want to check it out, Silver Bullet Blend at uh, foodforcefarms.com and he can tell you all about it just in inquire about the silver bullet blend and tell them brian from the lots project sent you uh pip says employee number three left here and works at disney now number four is having trouble closing a mental cage oh a metal cage <laughs> what kind of mental cages are you putting your employee your co-workers in pip uh number four is having trouble closing a metal cage huh uh, did they try the latch? Is the door askew? Did it get bent? Um, trying to help him from here or her. I'm not sure. Is that uh, is that a gender thing? Oh, what are we talking about today? Today, uh, we're going to recap yesterday. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of taking one of the St. Bernard's to the vet. Um I don't handle them alone very often. When we leave the house, if it's other than just a walk, it is, uh, I would say, pretty now routinely a team effort. It's a team effort. It's all three dogs and Corey and I. Uh, we rarely separate them uh, individually. And so when I have to take Walter by himself anywhere, it's a little bit unnerving. Um, and I'll talk about it a little bit. I'll talk about how my feelings going into it, how it went, and uh, what we found out about him. Uh, I guess I think I shared yesterday what um, I think I shared what uh, was going on with him, why we were taking him, but I'll recap that too. And then when we got back, uh, Corey and I hung out for a little while. She finished work, and we decided to go get some uh, some Mexican down here at Main Street in town at that really, really, really good Mexican restaurant, and. Uh, yeah, had a little experience there that I just kind of irritated me. Uh, I I think sometimes I may be a little sensitive to this, uh, to this profession, to this inner kind of interaction. Uh, but I think it was a little more than uh, routine when Corey said, what's that bullshit all about? Or something to that effect. <laughs> Close enough to what you said. <laughs> I can't quite remember exactly what you said because I was a little irritated myself. But uh, yeah. What got Corey all fired up at the Mexican restaurant yesterday? And then if we have time at the end, uh, probably just talk about what's going on today. What's coming up? It's going to be a big day. Uh, going to Home Depot and Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. It's going to be busy. Not sure if we're going to have enough time. Uh, butchered that one. But uh, yeah, I got a busy, busy day out on the town again. Oh, man, that stuff's good. That stuff's good. Uh, Mike Philippine Nomad says, hey, uh, Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, uh, loving the latest piggy videos. Yeah, Kyle, those pigs are uh, something else for sure. Um, <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, where do we need to go, Brian? I'll fuck somebody up. Um, I'm not sure you're going to want to. I think this one's one you leave alone. Really? Um, yeah. We'll have to wait and see when we get there. Kyle's Kyle's protecting his uh, his favorite. Uh, I guess we'll call her your sister. 
<laughs> getting all bowed up. Somebody's fucking with Corey. Better get all bowed up. <laughs> Canadian Farmstead, good morning. How we doing? Thanks for stopping by. I hope everything is going good up in there in Canuck land. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we got the perfect cup question. And then we have the history segment. Lots of history. Pip uh, put together a good one for today. On Wednesday is always a fun history day. It's hump day. It's the halfway point. Uh, I started pulling out the history segments. I started uh, clipping them up and throwing them up on YouTube after the fact. If anybody is interested in the history segment alone, you can catch that. Um, I made it a YouTube podcast, the playlist, called Lots of History. So I think you're able to actually even listen to the audio version, too. And you don't have to look and look at my ugly mug. And if you've noticed, the camera is in a different location again. I couldn't take the bouncing anymore and had to move it back onto my old stand. My computer's down low now, and it's yeah, it's, it's all wonky again. I'm still trying to figure out how to keep that, uh, how to fix that in a different way to keep it from bouncing. But, like, right now, Clyde's digging at the floor and bouncing up and down in the camper. So, unless it is uh, very stable, I don't know if maybe I can get the GoPro... Um, gyro mount for it so it doesn't bounce or something i don't know i don't know it's tough it's tough when you're living in a camper but anyway let's get to that perfect cup question get that rolling and then we'll talk about all that other stuff after the fact so perfect cup question here we go all right it's time for the 133rd edition of the perfect cup a daily question in my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. You can also find it spread across social media. I post it the day before, so Sunday through Thursday, afternoon, morning, mid-morning, afternoon, somewhere around there. So check out that question. Leave a reply. You can find it on Facebook, Instagram, you Instagram, Twitter, MeWe, LinkedIn, uh, and Noster. Noster's probably the best one. I get all my notifications on there. The other ones are so hit and miss. I might get them tomorrow. I might get them next week. It's a little late to answer the question at that point. So to be sure to get your answer followed up with, please go to t.me slash lots feed. That's just in your browser bar on your phone or anywhere. You can download the Telegram app or just go in the browser and it will prompt you to do so. Just type in t.me slash lots feed. Sorry. The perfect cup question of the day today is, what is your most prized possession? What is your most prized possession? And I tripped Corey up a little bit on this one because uh, I, I asked her the question. She goes, well, me, of course. And I looked at her and I said, I don't own you. <laughs> she went, oh, <laughs> I get her meat. I get what she meant. I get her sentiment. And uh, I may have had someone else fall into that trap thinking that they were being all sentimental. And then, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Um, let's see. I am weighing in with my answer first. What is my pr most prized possession? This was really hard since we just minimalized. Uh, we, uh, we sold off everything we own. We moved into a camper. I think we've evalu we evaluated every physical piece of property that we took with us. At least I did on my side. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Corey did more over than I did. Uh, you really realize that things you have in your hands and physical possessions don't mean shit. Um, when you're willing to throw them all away, sell them, and, uh, and get more if you need them. I couldn't, I couldn't come up with one physical item. So I thought about it a little bit. And uh, I came up with time. I think time is my most prized possession. I don't know how much of it I have. I don't know how much of it I will have going forward. And uh, I really have decided that I want to own my time. I don't want to let it slip away from me. I am trying to build something to where I am working for myself. And then eventually, hopefully, Corey and I are working for ourselves together. So we'll own our time completely. I think moving into the camper and dialing things back and minimalizing that we um, we have taken possession of our time a little bit more uh, by cutting strings and attachments. So 
that was my answer was time time is uh is there so that's my prize possession kyle the backwoods butcher says he uh he thought about his wife and then realized he didn't own her and she would probably cut his balls off in the middle of the night if uh, he said it but he says his butcher shop spent a lot of time money and energy building it and i couldn't be prouder of it congratulations kyle that is a pretty great accomplishment and uh and keep it up keep it up for sure blueberry texas he might have fallen into that trap he says easy answer is my wife someone who loves me unconditionally supports me in my endeavors and calls me out when needed those are all fantastic things but i don't know if you own her my man (laughs) and then he says next would be his ability to problem solve that has separated me from my peers in the work and community environments that is how i gain knowledge knowledge is how it knowledge knowing how to use it is more important than just having it yes for sure for sure just busted your balls blueberry about the the wife answer it is uh, it was kind of a chuckle for us around here when i said it and uh definitely problem solving is uh fantastic and i didn't think of that one that one's probably on my list too uh for sure scrambling weighed in he says one thing huh not going to cheat and say my good looks oh geez good thing you didn't say that after 10 minutes meditating on it i'd say nothing i really am over all possessions and objects took a long time and a lot of seeking sitting and understanding before i could get there paul wheaton's theory of obligation poison i have expanded into assets are obligations poison i Uh, Meaning any physical object that you pour energy into sustaining takes more than it gives. I'm now more into mine for a time, uh, use it as I need, and then move on. Upcycling and no waste streams, they are all connected. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, But I I uh, flinch reaction. I wanted to go grab my AR-10 with that 100-yard laser scope. But alas, she too is just a tool, a beautiful one, but a beautiful one, just a tool. James at Gingerbread Farms weighed in, said, my farm, if I have to pick something, but if I lose it all, I'll just build it back again. I tend to hit rock bottom hard, so I bounce higher the next time. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at, James, is, um, you know, if we lose everything we have, we'll just figure it out and uh, acquire the stuff again. So there is that. Canadian Farmstead says, my homestead, it's my happy place, and uh, posted a picture of a rainbow over his homestead in the chat yesterday. It's gorgeous, man. It was gorgeous. I can see why that is your most prized possession. Chris Dixon, um, he uh, he laid it out there and said, the bump bump on my fingers when I put them to my neck, I think that is... Um, I think that is... Uh, I think that is another way of saying time. Um, I love the way he put that. Uh, the pulse, the aliveness, the being there, being alive, uh, the things you feel. I think that all wraps into that time and that whole um, possessing the the time we have here, upright, alive and breathing. So Chris Dixon, I appreciate that. Uh, Loco, the, the Philippine nomad, he says, the primary was his wife, but I don't own her. She owns my ass. <laughs> nice. a boy, Mike. That a boy, you're older and wiser, like uh, like some of us for sure. Secondary says my social, cultural, and experiential capital. If I lost everything, financial and material today, I would feel secure that I would be able to rebuild and acquire everything back and more with just those three forms of capital. Mike, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. That's a network you're building. That is a. Um, those are resources beyond belief. And I think that was something that I fell back on when we were taking off, when we were getting ready to leave. And I got uh, very, very worried about food security, about COVID-19, about all the bullshit going sideways. And I said, I'm building um, social capital, networks, ways to use my hard skills when I need to find someone that will let me work for them and uh, just move on and work hard again, continue to work hard, work harder, whatever it takes. So here, here, Mike, I, uh, I appreciate it for sure. 
Uh, Joe Blakesley, <coughs> excuse me, weighed in, says, uh, well, that's a hard one. I don't have a single prize possession, but I do enjoy the life my wife and I have built. When you come from having nothing and bust your ass for everything you have, you cherish it a little more, I do believe. And I do believe you are also, also very right there. Um, seeing the things you've worked for, uh, opening that business, opening that butcher shop like Kyle did, uh, and building the things you're building there. Joe, Canadian Farmstead, building his homestead. Fantastic. Um, what a bunch of great answers. Philippine Nomad says, am I getting too deep on the, on the question of the day? Not at all, man. That was a perfect answer for sure. Uh, Corey, Corey was on the last at the list here. She actually came up with something today. She looked and said, uh, I don't know. You cheated with time. That's not really a possession. I said, oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I said, it's my question. I can answer what I want. She said our truck. She said the most prized possession we have is our truck. Uh, she said, that's how we get food. That's how we get around. That's how we get the dog to the vet. That's how we do everything. Uh, so at this point it would be our truck. I, I can't disagree with her. I can't disagree with her for sure. Uh, I would think that me, but uh, yeah, we don't like owning people anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see if we got anything in the comments here. Uh, Rachel Rachel said she thought it was a hard question. It was a hard question. Simple on the face and then very hard. Um, let's see. Truck. Trucks, firearms, uh, Greenberry Grove. Good morning. Snuck in there. And uh, let's see. <laughs> looks like uh, looks like everybody else had had commented over on the on the post. So that's all the answers I have for today. That's been another episode of the Perfect Cup. The question again was, what is your most prized possession? Be sure to find that at t.me slash lots feed. Leave an answer every day. I do the question Monday through Friday, so post them up Sunday through Thursday for uh, the episode the day following. Then another edition of The Perfect Cup, and now back to the main show. Yeah, Canadian Farm says, says that's not too deep at all. Mike, that was just a very astute um, observation for sure. Oh, wow, that was nice. I'll have to go back to the video and see if you can catch that one. Walter is over there with his big old donut on his head and decided to shake his head and a big old slobber wad came flying and hit me in the side of the neck. It's like I'm hanging out at some like weird orgy or something. Just shit flying around, hit me in the head. Oh, man. Backwoods Butcher said you heard, you heard him shake his head or uh, you heard the thing splat on the side of my neck. <laughs> Thanks, Walter. Appreciate it. Oh, now you're going to knock the fan off. He's so... Okay. When you have a St. Bernard in a camper, it's bad enough. But when you put a freaking donut around his neck so he can't lick his leg, um, yeah, it, it gets tough. Yeah, everything's been knocked over. Everything's discombobulated. He can't move around. We have to move our chairs. It is kind of interesting, but... That story is coming up in a little bit. We're going to hit that history segment real quick, get that done. And uh, if you really want to catch it again, you're able to pull it out on uh, YouTube at this point. So share it around, share it around. You know, anybody that likes history, but probably doesn't want to listen to this morning show, then uh, yeah, send them that way, the YouTube channel. All right, let's get to lots of history. All right, everyone, it's time for lots of history for August 2nd, 2023, August 2nd, 2023. And here we go. This is from Pip over at DuctionCups.com slash lots. Check them out for all your Duction Cup needs. All right, August 2nd, 151 days remaining until the end of the year. This day, August 2nd, 1937. The Marijuana Act of 1937 is passed in America, the effect of which is to render marijuana and all its byproducts illegal. Boo. Regulations and restrictions on the sale of cannabis sativa as a drug began as early as 1906. The head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, the FBN, Harry J. Anslinger, Asslinger, is the 19 in the 1930s 
the FBN had an increase of reports of people using marijuana. Pips notes, exhales. <coughs> Dude, I want a Thompson, a fat blunt, and a time machine. No time to explain. Pips side notes, wait, we have a time machine. We have all the time we need. Be right back. It'll be a surprise. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, good thing they made weed illegal. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, this day, August 2nd, 1939, Albert Einstein and Leo Slizzard write a letter to Franklin D. Roosevelt urging him to begin the Manhattan Project to develop a nuclear weapon. A letter written by Leo and signed by Albert Einstein on August 2nd, 1939, that was sent to the President of the United States, written in uh, consultation with fellow Hungarian physicists Edward Teller and Eugene Winger. The letter warned that Germany might develop an atomic bomb and suggested the United States should start its own nuclear program. It prompted action by Roosevelt, which eventually resulted in the Manhattan Project, the development of the first atomic bombs, and the use of the bombs on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, that turned out. Great job on that, guys. Let's just evaporate people. Uh, this day, August 2nd, 1944, in World War II, the largest trade convoy of the world wars arrived safely in the Western, in the Western approaches. The 300th of the numbered series of World War II HX convoys of merchant ships from Halifax to Liverpool. It started its journey the 17th of July, 1944, and was the largest convoy of war comprising ships, 166 of them. Big old convoy across the ocean, bringing supplies. This day, August 2nd, 1982, the Helsinki Metro, the first rapid transit system of, the, of Finland, is open to the general public. A rapid transit system serving greater Helsinki, Finland, it is the world's north northmost metro system. It was open to the general public on the 2nd of August, 1982, after 27, 27 years of planning. It is operated by the Helsinki City Transport for HSL and carries 92.6 million passengers per year. The system consists of two lines serving a total of 30 stations. It has a total length of 43 kilometers, which for us Americans is 26.7 miles. August 2nd, 1990, Iraq invades Kuwait, eventually leading to the Gulf War. An operation conducted by, by Iraq on the 2nd of August, 1990, whereby it invaded the neighboring state of Kuwait, consequently resulting in seventh-month-long Iraq military occupation of the country. The invasion and Iraq's, Iraq's subsequent refusal to withdraw from Kuwait by a deadline mandated by the United Nations led to direct military intervention by the United Nations, United States, United Nations, excuse me about that glitch, authorized coalition forces led by the United States. Oh, weird, weird. Sorry, Pip, I didn't get all the way to the end of the sentence. A variety of speculations have been made regarding the true intent behind the Iraq move, including Iraq's ability to pay Kuwait more than uh, 14 billion U.S. dollars that it had borrowed from Kuwait to finance the Iraq Iran-Iraq war and Kuwait's surge in petroleum production levels, which kept revenues down for Iraq. Or it was a CIA operation to get us able to invade them. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We They worked with them. They worked against them. They worked with them. They worked against them. Who, that, who knows? Let's check those birthdays. Birthdays, August 2nd. Who was born on August 2nd? Well, in 1939, Wes Craven, American director, producer, and screenwriter, an American direct, film director, screenwriter, producer, actor, and editor, Craven was commonly been recognized as one of the great greatest masters of horror genre due to the cultural impact and influence of his work. Among his prolific filmography, Craven was best known for his pioneering work in the horror genre, particularly slasher films, where he mixed horror cliches with humor and satire. Satire. Pips notes. Dude created Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, The Hills Have Eyes, and the Swamp Thing movies. Wes Craven is fantastic, for sure. Uh, this day, August 2nd, 1948, Dennis Prager, American radio host and author, an American conservative talk show host and writer, he co-founded PragerU, which primarily, primarily creates five-minute videos from an American conservative perspective, among other content. Prager's pretty good. He actually wrote the, the book that I think is probably one of the most powerful books you can read. Uh, just sitting down in a weekend, uh, happiness is a serious problem. 
I'll put that, I'll try to remember to put that in the history segment notes on YouTube. I'll put the link to that book there since it's his birthday. Uh, also on August 2nd, 1955, Butch Vig, American drummer, songwriter, and rec record producer, an American musician, songwriter, and record producer, best known as the drummer and co-producer of the alternative rock band Garbage, and the producer of the diamond-selling Nirvana album Nevermind. He, his work on the latter earned him the nickname the Nevermind Man. Pips notes, I went down a wormhole on this one, but turns out I confused the band Hole with Garbage. Ignore this message. Carry on. Oh, Hole and Garbage, they were all uh, all about the same time with really, really hot, trashy uh, lead singers. Uh, Pips side notes, Vig studied piano for six years. After seeing The Who perform on the Smothers Brothers, he swapped his piano for a $60 drum kit. I think he made the right decision. I think he definitely made the right decision. August 2nd, 1970, Kevin Smith, American actor, director, producer, and screenwriter. American director, producer, screenwriter, actor, and comic book writer. Um, Pip here, if you're not familiar with who Kevin Smith is, nor any of his movies, I'm sorry for your loss. A dude recommends a salad bowl and start with the movie Dogma, then go back to the black and white clerks, mall rats, chasing Amy, etc., Pips side notes, effing Kevin Smith. Happy birthday, dude. Yeah, Kevin Smith is is definitely quality. I don't know if I would go dogma first. I think I would start with clerks. Um, I think I would probably start with clerks, clerks two, mall rats, dogma, then chasing Amy. I think that would have been my 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 uh, slow roll through Kevin Smith catalog. Let's hit uh let's see one, two more birthdays. August 2nd. 1976, Sam Worthington, English, Amer Australian actor, excuse me, and producer, an Australian actor. He is best known for playing Jake Sully in the Avatar franchise, Marcus Wright in the Terminator, Salvation, and uh, other movies. Pips notes, I've completely lost track of the Terminator movie timeline. Was that the last movie, Dark Fate, any good? It, it like, bypassed the last four movies and restarted a different timeline, but the same timeline. Dude, that freaking fourth dimension. <laughs> 1981, August 2nd, 1981, Alexander. Um, yeah, yeah, he's an MMA fighter, and I can't pronounce his last name. I've heard it a million times. Uh, yeah, he, it starts with an E. Uh, he is the three-time Russian national combat Sambo champion and the three-time world combat Sambo champion in the absolute division. Pips knows, does everyone in Russia have a family member named Ivan? No, no. Let's see who kicked off. Kicked off. Who kicked off this day, August 2nd? The deaths, the passings, the the, the funerals on August 2nd. Uh, Jake, we'll call this dude Jake. 19, er, 1799, Jacques Etienne Montegolfier, French inventor, co-inventor of the hot air balloon. <laughs> Uh, he also invented the self-acting hydraulic ram and uh, founded the first paper-making vocational school. Uh, together, the brothers invented a process to manufacture transparent paper. Excuse me. Oh, there were two brothers. There were Joseph and Jacques. Uh, Pip's notes, hop in the balloon basket. Just trust me. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, August 2nd, 1922, Alexander Graham Bell died. Scottish-Canadian engineer invented the telephone. A Scottish-born inventor, scientist, and engineer who was credited with patenting the first practical telephone. He also co-founded the American Telephone and Telegraph Company, AT&T, in 1885. Pips notes, a dude lost 20-ish minutes looking into Bell's work with the deaf and Sarah Fuller, the principal of the Boston School for the Deaf Mutes. Something about a harmonic telegraph. Go check the notes yourself. The wiki page is somewhat longer than most. August 2nd, 1972, Paul Goodman, American psychotherapist and author, an American writer and public intellectual best known for his 1960s work in social criticism. Goodman was prolific across the numerous literary genres and nonfiction topics, including the arts, civil rights, decentralization, ooh, decentralization, democracy, education, media, politics, psychology, technology, urban planning, and war. As a humanist and self-styled man of letters, his works often addressed a common theme of the individual citizen's duties in a larger society and the responsibilities to exercise autonomously, act creatively, and realize one's own human nature. Pips notes, uh, 
is Mike Rowe a clone of this dude? His wiki profile pick from 1969 had me taking a second look. Should look into Paul Goodman and uh, see what old Paul had to say about autonomy. This day, August 2nd, 2013, Richard A. Dausch, American businessman, co-founder of American Axle, co-founder and executive chairman of the board of American Axle and Manufacturing. Previously, Dausch served as a manufacturing manager at Chevrolet Chrysler and at Volkswagen Westmoreland Assembly Plant. Pips notes, oh, I thought it was American Axe for a moment. I thought a dude worked in the auto field, then cut the line and started making axes. American Axle Manufacturer is uh, is the foundry that bought the foundry I worked at uh, for a short stint when we were back in Minnesota, AAM, uh, American Axle Manufacturing. And we cast uh, safety critical parts for many parts or kinds of cars. So let's see, August 2nd, 19, or 19, 2022, the last one for day, Vin Scully, American sports ball caster and game show host. An American sportscaster who was the play-by-play announcer for the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers beginning in 1950 and ending in 2016. He is considered to by many to be the greatest baseball broadcaster of all time. Pips notes, he was known for his distinctive tenor voice, lyrically descriptive style, and signature introduction to the Dodgers games. It's time for Dodger baseball. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon or evening to you, whatever you may be wherever you may be excuse me i've heard that many times actually and uh it just escaped me at the very last second pip side notes pip skips the sports ball reference it's already presumed it's if it's in y'all's head holidays today let's run through them real quick holy crap pip lots of holidays today day of um azerbaijani azerbaijani cinema the cinema of azerbaijani dates back to the 19th century. It is one of the first countries in the world involved in cinematography. The first film was 30 seconds long silent film called the oil gush fire in the, Oh my God, Pip, what is going on? You're going to have to read this in the notes. Uh, Our lady of angels day in Costa Rica, um, paratroopers day in Russia, Republic day in North Macedonia, and uh, those are the holidays. If you'd like the notes on the holidays, swing on over to the blog post or the link will be all over the place. Just check it out at thelotsproject.com for today's episode. And with closing, this has been Pip with Duction Cups. Wonder if he can find someone with a camel and mount a Duction Cup board with rubber ducks on said camel's back. Be a fun day Wednesday short, maybe. <laughs> oh, a Jeep drives up to a camel and the rider that's out in the desert. And the Jeep ducks the camel rider. <laughs> anyway, cough, camel jockey, Snickers. That sounds funny. Oh, go get shit done, humans. Pip's time travel notes. If you see it, you'll know it and do enough. What? Thanks, Pip. I think uh, I think you might have been enjoying a little salad while you were doing your research as it tailed off there at the end. Anyway, this has been another episode of Lots of History. I appreciate it, Pip. If you uh, enjoy history too, or you're a jeeper, or you just like little ducks, rubber ducks, and some way to affix them to any possible surface, check out DuctionCups.com. That's D-U-C-K-T-I-O-N-S-C-U-P-S dot com slash lots for all your duction cups needs. I appreciate it. And now back to the main show. Oh my God. Kyle's just been going on a rant down here. Um, <laughs> talking about weed. Uh-oh. Um, have you ever eaten roadkill? You will on cannabis. <laughs> Man. Oh, Kyle is filling us in on the whole history of everything. Oh, man. All right. Well, that is uh, that's the perfect cup and that's uh, lots of history. And so let's uh, let's get on with this show. <coughs> Sorry, there's dogs standing. Corey's standing. Everybody's just walking around. It's just chaos in here in the camper this morning. But uh Topics for the day were Walter ended up going to the vet yesterday. 
I think I mentioned it on yesterday morning's show. He um, he started licking his hind leg. Uh, I call it his driver's side. Corey and I reference uh, reference the dogs by driver's passenger side, just so don't, we don't get confused with right left. Well, are you looking at it? Are you standing behind him? What is the so we reference driver's side and um, and passenger side. So it was like last Friday, he started licking his uh, driver's side leg, like around his ankle, way down. Um, and then it progressed up his leg, uh, his whole crotchal region and his other leg. Uh, but we figured that was just because he slobbered so much and it was just getting wet. But completely wet. We noticed he wasn't leaving it alone. Uh, got worse. Come Sunday, he was really, really, really... Um, really digging at it, like really licking it intently. Um, He wouldn't let us look at it, which is unusual, very unusual. We, we trained him to let us, I mentioned yesterday to let us look at it. We, he wouldn't let us. So we figured we had to take him to the vet. We have no vet around here. So we kind of searched out whatever we had. We were able to find one that was um, yesterday so Tuesdays was walk-ins. I don't know if it was every day, but uh, yesterday was walk-ins all day. So I had I headed down with Walter. Uh, in the intro, I was talking about the fact that we never go, well, never. We used to, uh, but since we've hit the road, it's kind of been an all or nothing with the dogs and Corey and I. It's a big team effort. Um, it, uh, like, it's, it's a struggle to get them out of the truck Basically, once they're in the truck, we have to stop the truck. If you're by yourself, you have to go either reach in the back or you can turn around in the front of the truck. I can't. She like turns around, sits on her knees on the the driver's seat and leashes all of them up uh, prior. If I'm with her, I then open the door. I get the ramp out for the dogs, grab the leashes one at a time and let them down the, the ramp. Well, when you're by yourself and me, I can't turn around in the front seat of the truck and do that. So my my procedure with Walter is to just walk up to the door, open the door and stand in front of him, uh, blocking him from from jumping out. Now, we're in a parking lot. We're next to a highway. Um, I don't know what he's going to do because he's by himself. He's not with his brothers, which always travel with the three of them and the two of us. Um, he was acting kind of weird. He was hurt. He had some drugs on board. He, um, I didn't know what was going to happen. He can be a handful when he's, um, when he's not injured. And I didn't know what was going to happen being by himself. I didn't never been to the vet before. I didn't know the setup where if I was going to have to interact with other dogs or how that was going to go other people, uh, people really think St. Bernard's are big, fluffy and cute and uh want to come and pet them and play with them and man injured animals you just don't know he's been acting kind of weird um off and on recently and then with the injury i was i was concerned so i was very nervous for from the time i knew i had to take him by myself until we got there uh got there opened the door he came over and just put his big old wet slobbery chin on my shoulder and I think he was nervous. I think he was upset that he wasn't with his brothers. He um, didn't act as peppy as he normally does. It could have been the injury. It could have been a bunch of things. But he put his head on my shoulder. I, I got him leashed up. I got the ramp out, brought him down the ramp. And he he didn't really want to stick around for me to put the ramp back in. That's another thing that happens. Like, Corey, I grab all three of them. Uh, I have all leashes. Either Corey grabs the leashes, I put the ramp away, or uh, she puts the ramp away and then grabs a couple of the dogs after the fact. But I had hold him in the parking lot. He was excited. Um, once he smelled the other dogs, I got the ramp put away. I had called the vet and said, hey, pulled up in the parking lot. I have a St. Bernard. Never been here before. Is it okay just to come in? Or um, do you want me to come in and get registered? She's like, no, 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 come on in. So I'm thinking it's empty. So I walk in the door and there's like three people, tiny, tiny little waiting room, three people, two dogs. Walter walks in and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Because his bark is so loud. 
when you're in a like in the truck or in a small room like that it is it is very 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 loud um like hurt your ears loud startled the shit out of you loud uh walked in and he was very good he barely barked at all when we went up to the counter he he looked at the other dogs and i think he was a little he wasn't sure what was going on so i think that helped me it bought me a little bit of time one of the guys uh he had a uh boston terrier and said oh my guy will pick a fight with him this boston terrier was like 12 pounds maybe 20 pounds i don't know it was a little thing uh and it's barking its head off at walter and walter's just kind of looking at it like what are you and uh so the guy like took it outside the other dog just sat there and kind of like cowered behind the guy's leg like what is that thing and what is it going to do to me so we started getting him registered. I was telling him what was going on. Uh, Walter decided that he was going to let one little bark out, which uh, set off all the barking in the kennels in the back. Yeah, loud. Uh, once everybody else started barking, Walter kind of looked at me and said, well, everybody else is barking. I'm going to join in. He decided to bark through the rest of the time I was trying to register him. Everybody in the place thought it was hilarious except for me. Um yeah, they all, they didn't care. Nobody cared. I was like, okay, I don't like this. I don't like him bothering people, but no one cared. So we got him registered, uh, went outside, waited for our appointment. Nice old vet, old man. I, sh I don't know. I, I hope he doesn't mind me calling him old. I'm guessing he was in his sixties or seventies. And, um, so, uh, <laughs> Pip says, Walter, Walter looks at the little dog and says, little dude, I've taken bigger shits than you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, they let me know that it was our appointment. We took him in. Uh, Walter was fantastic in the exam room. Uh, he hadn't been letting us even touch his leg, really, to look at it. Uh, he was, I think he might have been worn down enough from the excitement of going for the car ride, the confusion of, um, the confusion of, not being with his brothers, the excitement of going to the vet, all of this other stuff. I think he was kind of tired and worn out um, because we walked in the exam room. He let me pick up his leg. The vet got close enough. Uh, he didn't want to touch it. I had warned him. I said, I don't know. He's been kind of weird. He usually lets us examine him and he won't. So I'm guessing it's pretty sore. He looked at it. He says, yes, definitely infected. Um, not really sure didn't really dig into why, uh, just wanted to get some antibiotics on board, gave me a prescription for some antibiotics and some painkillers and said, man, um, by the weekend, it should be looking better. Maybe you want to soak it with some Epsom salts. And I looked at him like, what am I going to put him in a fucking bathtub? How the hell am I? He's like, well, maybe take like a gallon jug and cut the top off and like stick his leg in it, have him stand there, which basically we did last night. Corey, Corey, uh, figured out with a uh, one was that a one gallon bucket a one gallon bucket and epsom salts and water and walter thought he was at the spa uh standing out there we almost got him to stand in it for like 15 minutes i was i was super impressed i thought no way no way he's gonna stand in it at all um and uh he did he did great uh stood there for probably 12 13 minutes only a couple of hiccups and so Got it soaked. We're giving him his meds. He got more painkillers, so he uh, he's doing better. Got his donut on. He uh, He's embarrassed, I think, by his donut. But then he realizes that it's like a big pillow. And so for a little while, he'll take a nap and use it as a pillow. And then he'll get irritated with it on and um, look at us like, how dare you do this to me and make me look like this? So I don't know. Hopefully he's going to be okay. Uh, we're just on wait and see until the weekend. Doctor said it'll be at least the weekend before uh, you probably should uh, see any improvement. Uh, I think I've seen, I would say he's doing better now already. I think the soak helped him. I think the not licking it is helping him uh, be a little better. And obviously the painkillers are probably helping. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully he is good. I, I don't have the capacity to deal with a, uh, a super injured dog in this setup. Uh, that is one of the things that we feared going on the road is what do we do with these dogs if, um, if something happens. 
their ramps, their uh, their steps, like this isn't ground level and they're huge and picking them up is going to be an interesting adventure. So we'll figure that out. We'll cross that road when it comes, cross that bridge when it comes, I guess. But uh, for now, Walter is on the mend and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. What else? Uh, Corey. Corey finally, uh, I think Corey finally jumped on the on the bandwagon with me last night. tell you a little story about our dinner <clears throat> and I was really impressed with my wife I'll tell you two reasons I was super impressed with her and I'll see if you can pick them out um, through this this uh, little story one will be pretty obvious so Corey and I decided last night before we did the Walter's leg soak that we were going to go have a margarita and some Mexican food because we kind of missed it um kind of missed it uh with being on the road trip it's really good mexican it's it's very very odd that in this very small town that there's this mexican restaurant that is just phenomenal um <laughs> and so uh we went down we sat down we were getting our having our mexican dinner it was phenomenal um and I think I've mentioned it many, many times on the store. This Mexican restaurant is, is let's just say it's authentic, uh, very authentic. Um, like when they, when I asked them, uh, when I asked them what the Mexican cheeseburger was and they said it was a cheeseburger made by a Mexican, I'm thinking that Mexican may not have US, U.S. citizenship. It might be legit, uh, authentic Mexican cheeseburger. Um, just a, just a guess. Uh, interacting with some of the employees, maybe the dishwashers might not speak English. Um, maybe here, uh, maybe not quite legally. I don't know. I'm not one to judge. I don't know about borders. I think they're arbitrary. So, gotta gotta understand the 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 atmosphere we're in. And so Corey and I are sitting there, and the way it's set up is the front door comes in. And there's a there's a, a greeter's desk, and then there's two long rows of booths behind her. So you sit in the booth, you can't see the front door. You can kind of see out the out the glass. It's all plate windows up the front, so you can kind of see out the window, but you can't see the doors when you're sitting in the booth. And so we're sitting there eating. Were we still eating? Had we gotten our? Was it before we got our food? We were, or, done, we were done eating. We we're just drinking margaritas, um, and. I hear somebody, some something was going on. Like, I hear something going on, and I'm like, what was that? And I didn't think much of it. And um, around the corner comes uh, comes a sheriff, all kitted out. I mean, he didn't have his AR out or anything, but he had the plate. He had chest plate. He had all his fucking bat belt, uh, his go-go gadget belt, and all his, his uh, toys that he uses to keep the law and all this shit and he came comes walking around the corner and he like looks at me and i look at him and he waves at me like with a smile and i'm like i wave back at him give him a look like what the fuck are you doing and why are you looking at me because uh, i'm a huge fan of the police officers of this country uh i think they do a fantastic job and never do anything wrong uh anyway so we're sitting there and he looks at me and he waves. I wave back a little bit like, and I got a really weird look on my face. Corey's like, you had a very odd look on your face. And he says to me, oh, I'm just looking for somebody. I don't see him in here. I'm like, huh? Wait a second. So he kind of looks around a little bit more and walks out the front door. Corey goes, did you hear them all whistling? I was like, that's what that noise was. My wife picked it out. When the cop came towards the front door, old old girl at the old girl at the host desk started whistling. All the other all the other servers all the way back whistled right out to the back in the kitchen. And I may have a sneaking suspicion that one or more employees may have taken a break real quick and went and had a cigarette out the back door. Just a question, just a thought. Just a thought. But my problem is, why the fuck is this cop walking around just like searching restaurants? 
And who's to say he didn't come in there and see I had a giant margarita and he's going to decide to pull me over because he saw me having a margarita. I'm pretty sure that's entrapment. Um, but what what gives this dude, I guess it's a public place, but man, really kid it up, fucking sheriff. Leave the motherfucker alone if he's working. You're searching for a fugitive? He's in there eating dinner. I don't think he's hurting anybody. Just stop. Like, oh, yeah, just all bowed out big chest puffed out like like there's somebody in here I'm, I'm looking for i don't see him uh <laughs> backwards butcher says yeah i usually make the make that look because i look like someone who's armed or has grass clippings or both yeah um i just cops irritate me Corey said i should have asked him or told him he had a nice costume i did that once I did that once in Minnesota. I was a sheriff's deputy that I had interacted with a few times before, once with a business owner and um, kind of knew him. He was, he seemed like a pretty cool dude. And uh, one morning I stopped at the gas station. He was standing in there. And I was like, nice costume. <laughs> and he, he just kind of shook his head. He, I think he knew uh, of me and we had interacted enough that he knew I wasn't a big fan, but I wasn't uh, any problem to him. But that's the problem. Uh, why Why is this dude, like, searching? Who is he searching for, first of all? And why are you doing the, the come in? Um, <laughs> Pip says they take that cosplay really seriously. He says, he says they take that compliment really seriously. And I was like, yeah, uh, compliment. And then he, uh, he corrected and said cosplay. And that made way more sense. <laughs> But yeah, I was proud. I was very proud of the. Um, I was very proud of the employees there of possibly maybe whistling to alert their uh, their coworkers. Might want to leave. Might want to. You might want to get out. The five O is on the way. Um, I mean, it's the same thing in the projects. Um, I mean, even I've experienced as a process server going into some neighborhoods and hearing a lot of whistling. Like, I'm someone to worry about. I guess I was white and I had papers in my hand, so you never know. But, um, yeah, that just irks me. It just irks me. Like, why? Go do something else. Like, go protect people or something. Like, why are you chasing down? Oh, I'm protecting. I'm getting these people off the street. <laughs> Polisa, policia, policia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we did do that to one of our, our kitchen crews back in the day when I was doing daytime bartending. The fire marshal used to come in to do fire inspections and he used to come in in uniform. Big shiny badge, you know, when the fire marshal, he does his uniform is like dress only and uh, not a dress, like dress uniform only. And so he had a big shiny badge and then white shirt pressed and pants and everything. And I had seen him enough over the months of uh, the monthly fire inspection. And I said to him, I said, hey, anyway, you would do me a solid and uh, walk back into the kitchen and just yell INS. And he did. We lost three employees that day. Out the back door. Never came back. I didn't know it was that serious of an issue, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of felt bad after that one for about two seconds and then laughed a little bit after, uh, but I've changed my ways for sure. I think I'm on the other side of the fence at the moment. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Let the guys work. And that was my biggest thing. Like if he was work, if he, it, it, it wholeheartedly appeared to me that, he was looking for an employee the way the employees reacted. If not, um, the employees were protecting someone thinking they were looking for him. Uh, if they were indeed looking for someone that's illegal or uh, someone that is actually at work, just stop, please. There, there's somebody that's willing to show up to work and you're going to put them in fucking jail or send them to another country. Real, real good. It's not like there is an overpopulous of fucking employees willing to work in this country at the moment. So let's not kick out the ones that uh, actually do want to work. Just my two cents. Anyway, let's wrap it up for the day. I got to go do laundry. I got to go grocery shopping. I have to, what else? Go get dog food. Uh, man, my day is going to be busy. 
All Corey's got to do is sit here and learn a new job. <laughs> oh, I've been listening to her uh, and some of the things she's going to have to do. And I'm like, have fun. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle says, that dude with the face tattoos who doesn't speak English makes a damn good Mexican cheeseburger. Leave him alone. Yes. And who is going to make the Mexican cheeseburger if you deport all the Mexicans? It can't be Mexican. It's not a Mexican-American cheeseburger. It's a Mexican cheeseburger. Oh, man. That cop, just the smirk on his face, like, I can fuck your life up if I want. And that dude hung out. Um, we we were in there for a good another 20 minutes, half hour. And that dude was still, like, circling around Main Street, dicking around, watching the front of the store for for that long. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Do your job. Go find him. Don't, like, like just circle and make other law-abiding citizens feel uncomfortable. Then it's just a cheeseburger. If you take away the cook, then it's just a cheeseburger. Corey says we have to order the cheeseburger and see how it is. I said, yeah, that's because I want to go to an authentic Mexican restaurant and order a cheeseburger. Just because it's made by a Mexican. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Anyway, let's start wrapping up. Item of the day today. Item of the day today is the Anchor 4-port USB 3.0 data hub. This thing is great if your laptop, everything laptop, computer are all coming with less USB ports. Not USB-C. They come with a USB-C. But the USB-A, the old school one, it takes three tries to get in, but there's only two ways to put it in. Yeah, that one. Um, this takes it because I only have two on my computer. I need five. Uh, it's a four by one expander. Plug one USB in, you get four USB ports. It's not, it's powered. It's powered enough, but it's not meant for charging. So this is going to be um, cameras, uh, devices, things like that. Not charging, just interacting with your computer. The Anchor uh, products are fantastic. I've never had a problem with any of them. And from what I hear, if you do have a problem with one, you can send it back. They just send you a new one. Actually, usually they don't even have you send it back. They just send you a new one if it's broken. So check out Anchor. Check out the 4-port USB 3.0 data hub. Link is in the video description. Review link is in the video and audio description. Amazon link is in the video and audio description. Check out that or all the other Anchor products. They make a great product and they make a ton of them. And uh, highly recommend any of them. And the ones I've gotten have been great. Never got a bad thing from Anchor. Check them out. If you don't need anything from Anchor or that USB data hub, please consider using the Amazon link if you're going to be doing Amazon shopping today. If you click the link, anything you buy, even if it's not the link you clicked, it gets a you in the tracking and ends up getting us a little kickback. We appreciate it. It all adds up. Uh, another thing that's uh, going off the shelves quite quickly is the Blockstream Jade. I have the notes that I'm putting together to do video and content review and how-to videos for the Blockstream Jade. But check them out. There is a link in the, in the video notes, in the audio notes, and on the blog post for the Blockstream Jade with my link and a discount code to get 10% off. Right now, they're pre-ordering for October for all sorts of different colors. Um, I think they have see-through and all sorts of different case colors. Uh, or you can get the black one right now, ready to ship 10% off with my discount code and link. Check that out. I appreciate it. Coming soon. Coming soon. Blockstream Jade videos. Thursday night, simulcast for lots to talk about. I am going to peel off the back of uh, Mike Martin's Mindfully Outdoors. We are going to do a campfire chat. I'm on the show. He was on a while back and asked me to come on and bullshit on his show for a while. And I said, absolutely, man. It was great talk. Love to come on. And just happens to be that he is using StreamYard so that we can simulcast to my YouTube and my Facebook. So I'm going to do that for our Thursday night episode and uh, should check it out. Six Central uh, should be able to catch it here on my YouTube or check out Mike Martin's uh, Mindfully Outdoors project. All right, guys. Well, it's an hour. I had fun this morning. I hope you did too. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Nostra Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. 
Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day and we will catch up with you in the morning. I can see the light